Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. started today because we've been in this series called Game Changers. And, uh, you know, it's the little things that make the biggest difference. And I've been sharing with you about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles football team. Yes, nobody throw anything at me, all right? I'm not an Eagles fan, but I have become a Nick Foles fan. He is a guy that's a backup quarterback for the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And you remember last year how that he led them through three playoff games and won the Super Bowl, became the MVP of the Super Bowl. Remember that? And so now what I want you to know is that, you know, this season has happened again. The quarterback got hurt. He's been the backup. He's called in. And he has led them to two playoffs uh, wins already. Matter of fact, they won about two more games to get into the playoffs. And so this past Sunday I was watching, and sure enough, here it, it happens again. It seems like it comes down to the wire. They were down by six points. They had like one minute left. They were driving the ball down the field. And sure enough, Nick Foles, I mean, he's on fire. He's lighting it up. And, and they're on the march. And so the, the next big play is going to be like, it's awesome, is that the, the receiver's running down, and Nick Foles delivers the ball perfectly. And he, the receiver goes up, and it's an amazing feat what happens. is he comes, and his hands come together. And, and about the time, he puts them right around the ball, and the ball shoots between his hands. Goes into the defender's hands, and the Eagles lose the game. But what I want to tell you is that, you know, not everything ends up the way we want it to, right? But what I want you to know is that moment was a game changer. And it's in those moments that, of our life that we have those little moments that are game changers, and most of the time we hope for the good. And so I want to share with you today about a man who was, you know, apparently a church-going person in the Bible who asked Jesus, he said, you know, I go to church but there's something missing. I need a game changer. What is that? And Jesus looked at him and said, I want to tell you, here's the game changer. Here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's the game changer. In other words, what he was saying was, the game changer is worship. When we learn to worship God, that is the number one priority of our life. And so when we do that, it becomes a game changer. Now, I also want to share with you, what does the word worship mean? Because this was something I had to discover because I'd been a part of it. I knew, I thought worship meant music. I thought that, you know, well, the worship's over now. Now it's time for the preaching. But that's not true. Worship is much more than music. The word worship actually comes from the old English word, worthship. It means W-R-T-H, worthship. It means to show value to. Like in our, uh, like, you know, um, when you look up the word worship, it means actually to value a deity or God. So when we worship, we're showing value to God, that, that he's value to us. We're demonstrating value. Now, this is really important. Uh, you know, back in 1986, I did something amazing that was a game changer. Is that I placed a ring on Rhonda's finger. 1986, yes. 
The Christmas, I'll never forget it, Christmas 1986, I placed a ring on her finger. And you know, um, what I want you to know is that you may just see that ring that she's worn for a long time to, as a piece of jewelry. But for me, it was value, and to her it meant value, because I want to tell you, I figured it up. It cost me 240 hours of my life to earn the money to buy that ring. <laughs> Only I would do that. And the ring's not that, it wasn't that expensive, it's just I didn't make a lot of money. 240 hours of work is what it cost me to buy that ring. And so, you know, when you see her wedding ring or anybody else sees it, you know, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a nice ring or whatever. And she, you know, she values it. But I'm telling you, to me, it was a demonstration. It wasn't just the ring. It was what it demonstrated was I value you. I love you. Now, listen, ladies, I can always tell when someone's gotten engaged, you know, you know, like you don't, a lot of you, you know, would do these big engagement things on Facebook, but I'm going to tell you, you don't have to do that because everybody knows wherever where you go. When you get engaged, you walk into a room like, hey, how y'all doing? You doing good? Yes, that's right. You showing that ring. How you doing? And I can especially tell at church when people have gotten engaged because when the music's playing, they've never lifted their hand before in worship at all. They've sat there like this. But you let them get engaged. They're like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, you, you delight in the dark. Jesus, yes, you are, Jesus. Always tell. Always tell. This, advertising baby so see it's social media everywhere <laughs> the reason that we do that is because a ring demonstrates value it demonstrates that that some, that man has has put a ring on your finger says i value but let me just tell you something the ring is not the wedding it's not the wedding it's just a demonstration of the value that that someone has placed in you it's the demonstration now here's what i want you to know this demonstration of value, God demonstrated toward us. God gave us something that's similar as a wedding ring. You know what that means? Is that he gave us a symbol. And that symbol is this. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross of Jesus Christ is the symbol that God loves us. And that he values us. He demonstrated his love for us. And so this morning... I want you to know that Romans 5 and 8 says this. Look what it says. It says this. Let's look at it together. Ready? But God what? But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still what? When we were still sinners, Christ did what? Died for us. So here's what I want to tell you. The demonstration of God's love, like the wedding ring. Again, an engagement is not a marriage. It's just a demonstration, Right? The demonstration that God did for us was the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross is God's wedding ring, so the engagement ring, I should say, for us. It means that, you know, I'm demonstrating my love for you. And guess what? So if his love is demonstrated through the cross, then guess what? Also, our love is demonstrated to God through our worship. Through our worship. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that we have to understand. And let me just tell you what the worship is. It's coming up on the screen, so let's just read it together. You ready? Come on, let's read this together. Worship is expressing my love to God. Let me just, just say that one more time. Now, now internalize that. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. Worship is expressing my love to God. That's what worship is. It's expressing my love to God. That I love you, God. You see what? I love you, God. That's what worship is. But the question that I've had all of my life is how do I do this? Because 
listen, I'm a demonstrative person. That means that, you know, I'm loud. And like when the music's going here, you'll see me going, Jesus, oh, you, oh, you know, I like that. And let me tell you the main reason I do that. Because I like to clap, but the band said, Pastor, you throw us off. So you either got to put your hands in your pockets or you got to put them in the air. <laughs> they don't let me clap. And they usually don't let me sing either. That's what I say. <laughs> and so, so, but what I'm saying is so, but what I want to share with you is what I've learned that worship is. Because we're to worship God all the time, not just when we come to church, right? Worship is more than music. It's more than a song, right? And so my question that I want to answer to you that I had to answer is how to worship God, okay? How do we worship God? Well, I want to tell you, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Gary Chapman who wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. Anybody ever read that book? Let me see. Anybody, as a matter of fact, anybody ever, you've seen it in the shelves, bookstore maybe. Raise your hands up. Okay. All right. So there's 15 of us that's read the book. The rest of you got an assignment. <laughs> read that. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's a, that book is a game changer because what it teaches you is this. Let me just back up. Dr. Gary Chapman actually began to interview couples and people that were having problems that he knew they loved each other, but they were about to split up. And what he discovered was is that those people didn't feel loved. They, they, he knew that they loved them, that they loved each other, but, but the other one, one part didn't feel loved by the other. And so what he discovered, there's basically five languages of love that we speak. And so for some people, like I'll just give an example. Some people, it's physical touch. You know, like you, you touch them physically and they feel loved. Like that's the way with me. Like Rhonda knows that's my love language. So at night at 9 o'clock, we sit down and watch one hour of television together. She usually grabs my hand, rubs my hand, or pats my head. Rubs my head. That's right. That's why I don't have any hair up there. She just rubbed it off. That's right. So, so that's one of them. And, you know, like, and we'll go through the other ones in just a second. But... When one person, when that's their love language and the other person, it's not theirs, it's not their love language, and we tend to show love the way we receive love, guess what? If you're a physical touch person, you probably married somebody that's not. And so they don't naturally think that. Maybe their love language is what we call maybe quality time. They just like to hang out with you. And you're like, well, I'll hang out with you more if you hold my hand. <laughs> but so... Anyways, you, we've learned that in this book, he teaches you to discover that not only in your, in your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, but also with your children. They have a love language. Even your people that you work with have a preferred uh, way that they like for you to show appreciation. And so that book's powerful. But what I want to tell you is these five love languages did not come from Gary Chapman. They come from God because God likes to be loved in these five ways. And, and he embraces them all. And so I want to take you on this journey over the next few minutes and show you how to worship God by using the five love languages. Are you ready? You ready to learn how to worship God? Yeah. All right, so here we go. How to worship God. Number one, would you write this down? Number one is say good things about God. Say good things about God. Say good things about God. Now, I want you to say uh, this Psalm 100 is coming up, and it's on your outline as well. I want you to read those first three words with me. You ready? Let's read them. Enter his gates. Okay, he's talking about God, right? So there, you see the word enter? That means that we've got to have a password to get in, to get, his, get into his presence. It says, enter his gates. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with what? Praise. That's right. Give thanks to him and praise, praise his name. For the Lord is what? So let's say it again. The Lord is what? Good. 
He's good. That's right. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. So here's what I want to tell you. The password into the presence of God is thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving and praise. So what, what, what moves God, what, what makes God feel love, what, what's like putting a hug on God is this, is when you praise his name. You know what that means? You talk good about him to you. Let me just say, don't you like it when someone, maybe your employer or your parents or your siblings or somebody brags on you? Don't you like that? They say, oh, boy, you did a good job. You know, that was great. You, you did good. Don't you like that? It's wonderful. And let me just tell you something. It's even more wonderful when you hear someone that doesn't know you're listening, you hear them bragging on you to somebody else, right? It, it feels good, doesn't it? It lights you up. That's right. And so what I want to tell you is this, is that when you praise God, like in this setting, you know, you're like, God, I just love you. Oh, that lights his heart up too. But when you're at work or you're at school or you're in your neighborhood or wherever, and you just begin to praise God, you tell, that you're, you tell those people around you, listen, God has blessed me. God has taken care of me. I am here because of God. I should have been dead a long time ago, but God saved me. You know, God saved my children. God saved my parents. God has rescued my family. God has rescued my friends. You know, somebody was sick in the hospital hospital and, and they're not sick anymore and the doctors didn't know what to do but God did and so when you begin to give praise to God when you brag on God to other people he's like oh yeah bring it on in right and so you have to so praising God the password to the heart of God is thanksgiving and praise the second thing I would share with you and matter of fact let me just tell you what the love language of that is if you didn't see it it's called words of affirmation words of affirmation it's a love language and so the people around you like that too then the second thing, how to worship God, is this. The second thing I would say to you is have alone time with God. Have alone time with God. And the words out beside that is quality time. So God needs a little bit of your time. This, now, this is Rhonda's greatest love language. Like, she's like, Jeff, we can do anything as long as we're together. Like I used to, we got married, I was like, okay, you know, my dad, he cut the grass, he did everything outside, my, my stepmother did everything inside, and so I was like, Ron, okay, I'll take care of the yard, you take care of the house. She said, no, no, no. <laughs> you help me with the house, I'll help you with the grass. I don't know, you really don't have to do it. Oh, yes, we do. And so whatever it is, she's like, I don't care what we do, as long as we're together. And, and so that's her love language. And it's also God's love language. You know how we display this? We call it a quiet time. When you give God some quality time. Now, it's great that you pray on your way to work. I'm glad that you do. Because I have to, when you drive the interstates, you have to pray, right? Are you going to run somebody over? I will spin you out. Yes, I will, right? Oh, I watch NASCAR. I know how to draft, right? So, so, uh. So, yeah, we, we, we have to pray, God, help me, Lord, help me, right? That's good. But need some quality time, uninterrupted. And so the way you do that is by reading the Bible and by praying, okay? And another way that you give quality time to God is practicing a Sabbath day, which we practice on Sunday. Listen, you're giving God 65 minutes of your time today, and, and I just want to say thank you. You know, this uninterrupted. Like right now, nobody has got your phone to your ear talking on it, and I want to say thank you. Now, you might be sneaking a text in, or you might be tweaking something, right? Or, no, not tweet. Tweeting something. That's right. <laughs> tweaking it. All right, yeah. At least I didn't say twerking it, right? <laughs> I just said it, didn't I? You got that in the upper room, too, didn't you? And so what I'm saying is thank you. It's quality time. 
Look what, listen, there's a promise. And again, when I give God quality time, it's like, oh, you give me a big hug right now. And God deserves those hugs. So look what the Bible says. Jesus actually says this. In John 15, he says this. You make yourself at, let's read those next three words. You ready? Come on. Home with me. Notice that Jesus said, you make yourself at home with me. And let's read the next thing that's underlined. You ready? Come on. My words are at home in you. Notice that. You make yourself at home in me, and my words are home in you. Then look at the promise. You can be sure that whatever you ask will be what? Listen to and? Wow, don't you want God to listen to you? Don't you want him to act on your prayer request? He says, when you make yourself at home in me, when you give me a little bit of quality time, just a few minutes of quality time a day, then I feel loved by you. He said, and when you pray, I want you to know I'm listening to you and that you may not see the action happening right now, but it's coming. You can bank on it, amen? amen? God hears every prayer. And so what I want to share with you is that, you know, we have to learn to do it. Now, here's the deal. As I've told you many times before, I have a gift. I hope none of you, none of you have it, but I have a gift of doing something really good and then doing something really stupid to mess up the good. Okay, let, let me just tell you. Last year, uh, I decided that I was going to write, um, keep a journal. I started in January 1st, and I was going to keep a journal. And every day, it was Rhonda's journal, and I wrote something I loved about her every day. I mean, I started in January. I never missed a day. All the way to our anniversary, every day, I would write something before I go to bed. I write, I love this about you today. You got mad today, and it was so cute. <laughs> something like that. I mean, every day, I'd write something, you know, something I loved about her every day. And, uh, and so in our, on our anniversary at the end of July, I gave her that. And when I gave her that gift, she opened it up, and she's like, what is this? And then she, she said, why are you giving me your journal? Because she thought it was my journal. And I said, well, just open it up. And she opened it up, and it said, what I love about Rhonda today. And so, you know, she's like, oh, Jeff, this is the best gift you ever gave me. But, Jeff, no, I can never top this, okay? <laughs> you gave me the best gift. And then, you know, and so... She put it beside their bed, and she said, every night before I go to sleep, Jeff, I'm going to read. She called it my book. She said, I'm going to read your book. And every night she'd get it out, and she'd read it. And as she's reading it, you know, she wasn't reading it out loud. But I see her smile or something. I'm, and I'm telling you, what, I'm over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm -mm, I feel the love tonight. I feel the love. I feel the love. And sure enough, so every day she would do that. Well, a couple of weeks went by. All of a sudden, the book got moved. We go to bed, and there was no more. Let's open it up and read it. And I mean, so, you know, a couple of days went by, and I noticed no more reading. No more reading. And I wasn't saying anything, but something was brewing inside of me. Because, listen, I took seven months to write that. Every day. I didn't miss one day. Every day. I took a lot of time. Right? I mean, I expressed value, right? I demonstrated value. And how you dare, you're not reading my book. <laughs> and so, sure enough, finally it built up. Here's the stupid part. I looked at her, I said, listen, I noticed that you're no longer reading the, the journal or the book you call that I wrote you anymore. And she just looked at me, I said, I guess... You've gotten bored with it. Or I guess you don't think it's good enough anymore. 
I guess you don't know that every night when you would go to bed, I'd stay up writing something about you, and you don't appreciate it anymore. I guess you just don't care. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I went in deep. <laughs> and after I got off of my rent, because he had been building up all week, it had been building up. After I got off my rent, she said, well, Jeff, I'm sorry you feel that way because I've been reading it every morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what I want you to know is after I've done that, all the good that that stuff said in that book didn't matter anymore. It's like X, X, X is done, you know. <laughs> I jacked it up. But what I felt like when I thought she wasn't reading it was I thought that she didn't care about what I had done. I, put, I, I valued her, and I wrote that just for her. Now, here's the question I have for you. <clears throat> Do you want to make God feel like he, he, you don't care about him? Do you want him to feel that way? Because God wrote a book. And he wrote it just for you. It's just for you. And today, when we just put it on the shelf, and we put it aside, and we don't open it up, it just breaks his heart. Now, I know some of you say, well, my Bible's worn out. Yeah, it's even faded. Yeah, because I've been riding in the back of the car so long. <laughs> wore out, right? Oh, I done wore this Bible out. Yeah, you done wrote it 100,000 miles in the back window. So I want to challenge you today to do something about it. And that is make a change. And so here's, I don't, want, I don't want you to do anything big. I want you to do something small. On your connection card, this is what we have. Look what it says. All of you in the upper room as well, look. I will give five minutes, five days of alone time to worship God. Will you give God five minutes? Five, five minutes just to open up his book that he wrote for you and just read it. Just, if it's just one, one paragraph, just read it. Five minutes, five days. It'll change. It'll be a game changer. All right? Okay. Number three, would you write this down? How to worship God. This is the, the third thing is this, this. The third love language is give back to God. Give back to God. And the love language is giving and receiving gifts. Now, there's some of you that that just really strikes a nerve with you. When somebody gives you something, you're like, yay, you know? And there's some of you that, you know, like to really re re give gifts as well. It's a love language, and it's, it's something that's very important. Now, Look at what the Bible says about how God feels about this particular love language. Malachi 3, God writes, says this. He says, people, so should people cheat God? Yet you've cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You cheated me of the, let's read them, read those three words, tithes and offering. Due to me, you're under a curse. Your whole nation's been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be enough food in my temple if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. What's those next two words? Try it. Then let's read the rest of it. Put me to the test. Now this is something I, I want to explain to you. Because people say, what, is, what does tithes mean and what does offering mean? Because I didn't know either. Tithe is another word for 10%. And God says, he asks us to give, us, give him this gift. He said, I want you to give me 10% of your income, and when you do, I'm going to bless you. And so, how, where do you give it at? You give it to the local church that you go to. Why? So that the church can operate. That's how the church operates. If we don't get grants or anything like that. No church does. We, get, we just operate on the tithe. That means 10% of what people make. And so, you bring that in. He says, that's obedience. So, when you obey me, it says, oh, you're hugging me that you love me. That's what he says. He says, I feel love when you obey me. Then the other one's offering. 
offering is anything above the tithe. Like anything that you want to give above the tithe, he, guess what? He said, you can give it to anywhere or anybody you want to. In other words, that broke brother-in-law of yours, that you can just say, here, I'm going to bless you in the name of Jesus. And when you give it and you give it in the name of Jesus, it's a game changer. See, God blesses you when you give in the name of Jesus. And so I just want to, that's what an offering is. And so tithing is obedience, God loves it. And an offering is free will. It's like, you know, I just want to go above and beyond to give this. And that's what an offering is. My dad, you know, my dad has been a giver a long time. But he told me, he tells me this story often. He said, you know, Jeff, I'm a tither. He says, uh, he said, but one Sunday the offering buckets was coming by and said, and I had my tithe in an envelope and said, I pulled out an offering too because I wanted to give an offering. He said, I put my tithe in and I put my $2 in for my offering. And uh, he said, you know what? He said, all of a sudden, I heard a voice inside of me say, Tommy, I bless you so big and you bless me so little. And my dad said, Jeff, I want to tell you something. As soon as I heard this, this is what I said to God. He said, God, you'll never have to worry about it again. And so he said from that day forward, he decided he would up his offering to something that would be uh, of sacrifice to him. And so every week he brought it. And he said, you know what? But when it comes time to retire, he's like, God, I don't know that I can continue to give you that offering because my, my pay won't be the same. What should I do? He said, Jeff, I feel like God told me just trust him and do it anyways. He said, son, I've been retired for 10 years, and I've never missed the offering plate. He said, and God has been faithful to me. He's blessed me. He's been true to his word. Can we give God a hand for that? Amen. So what I want to tell you is this, is that when you give your offering, what you're to say is not when the bucket goes by today, if you're going to give that way, listen, when you drop in your envelope or whatever you drop in, say, is you saying, God, I love you. You should say that in your heart. God, I love you. If you're going to give on the kiosk today, when you swipe your card, you should say, God, I love you. This is what I'm doing to love you. When you give online, when you type it in, you should, you should say, God, I love you, because that's exactly what you're saying, is that I love you, God. You're hugging God, saying, that's what I'm doing. It's because I love you. I'm not doing it because I love Jeff little bald-headed rascal. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? When you give it because you love God, that's, that's the reason. And God loves gifts. Don't you love the gifts that people love to give you? Amen. Have you ever had somebody give you a gift that they didn't want to give you? Like, here. You know, I've got to give this to you. Like, you're like, heck no, you take, your, you take your gift and go, right? I don't want that, unless it's real good. <laughs> and so that's the way that God feels as well. Remember we said... Worship, what is worship? Worship is expressing love to God. Worship is expressing my love to God. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. Worship is expressing my love to God. Come on, one more time. You ready? Worship is expressing my love to God. That's what it is. The fourth thing is this. How do you worship God? Number four is this. Is you do it by serving God's people. Serving God's people. And again, this is one of those called acts of service love languages. And again, this is one of Rhonda's. Rhonda told me a long time ago, she said, Jeff, don't you worry about going to that gym and trying to, trying to work out and look good for me. She said, honey, you want to look good, you grab that vacuum cleaner. <laughs> she said, oh, when you, when you got the vacuum, you are so fine when you got that vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's right. She, she told me all this stuff. because She's like, when you help me around this, when you got them, them hands in that dishwater, you are a fine-looking man. Mm. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, and when you, when you let that ironing board down and you put that, oh, you are a, I'm like, mm, that's, that God, there's not a wrinkle shirt in my house. 
But see, it's one of her love languages, and it's one of God's. Look what the Bible says. He says this, each of, you should have, each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the what? Service. Service of others. That's right. So use your gift well. If you have the gift of speaking, preach God's message. If you have the gift of what? Helping others. Do it with the strength that the God supplies. Everything should be done in a way that will bring what? What is that? Honor to God. That means you're hugging God, right? I love you, God. And when you do it, because I love you, God, that's when you're honoring God. Because of Jesus Christ, who is glorious and powerful forever. Amen. So what am we trying to tell you? This is what I'm trying to tell you. Whenever you do something to serve other people in the name of Jesus, you're doing it to love God. We have what we call impact team here. Impact team is, is people that volunteer to serve you. And, and many of you are in this room that are impact team players, and we say thank you. But listen, the person that's in the parking lot, you know what keeps them showing up out there? It's not just to stand there just to, to look good, you know. They're there. Every time you go by and they wave at you, they say, God, I'm doing this because I love you. And when the people are standing at the doors, you know, they're saying, God, I'm doing this because I love you. All the tech people that's been here since, since 7.20 this morning to prepare for you, you know what? They're saying, God, I love you. That's why I'm doing this. You know, all the people that are in the nurseries right now, you know, that are rocking your babies or your grandbabies right now, you know what? They're rocking that baby, even though if that baby spits up on them. Whew, glory to God. I shouldn't have said that. But anyways, they're doing it because I love you, God. It's saying, I love you, God. Every area that in our church where people serve, they're doing it with the heart of love. That's why, listen, one of the things that people say about SEC, it's a friendly church. Why? Because we do it because we love God. You know, that's why some people can walk in with a bad attitude, but it don't change ours. Why? Because we love in God. That's right. We say, oh, God, I love you. And, and sometimes when people try you a little bit, it makes us love him that much more, right? And that's why we can pour this love out on everybody because we're doing it because we love God. And we have something called growth track that helps to find what your gift is. What, what is it that you're good at so that you can learn how to really love God? And speak his love language with the gifts that he's given you. And I, I challenge you to sign up for Growth Track. Okay, all right. So how to worship God. Number five, would you write this down? How to worship God. Here it is. You ready? Give your all to God. Give your all to God. Give your all to God. You see, this is what we call physical touch. Now you're saying, Pastor Jeff, I wish I could grab God's hand. I wish I could hold his hand. I, I do too. I wish physically I could hold his hand. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't hold God's hand, but you can touch his heart. Do you hear that? You can't hold God's hand, but you can touch his heart. And Jesus said, again, listen to what he said, the man that we opened up with, that story we opened up with. Jesus said this. Love the Lord your God with what? All, 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 all. Your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Notice that word all. It's not half of it. It's all. Love the Lord your God with all, all, all. He said it three times, all, all. What does all mean? It means all. And here's the deal today. You see, when, when, when we give our all to God, it touches his heart. It, it just gives him that big squeeze that says, I love you, God. Remember, my worship is expressing my love to God. When we give God our all, it's loving him back. And that's what he desires more than anything. And listen, the devil wants to steal that from you. He doesn't want you to love God back. He wants to distract you from that. But we demonstrate our love to God. Now, let me just share this with you. There is a difference between the word commitment and the word surrender. 
When we commit to something like we'll commit to diet at the first of the year, hopefully you're still on it. <laughs> Fasting, we'll commit to, you know, make that commitment. We'll commit to exercise, we'll make that commitment. And one of the new commitments I made this year is flossing my teeth. I know it, it's taken me 50 years to learn how to floss my teeth every night. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> okay, you're not too impressed. Yes, I brush them. I know you're asking, do you brush them? Yes, I brush my teeth, all right? Been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yes, a long time. <laughs> Just move on, Jeff, right? <laughs> but a commitment is something that you're in control of. I could stop at any moment flossing my teeth. I could stop at any moment with a fast that we're on. I could stop at any moment with a diet or exercise. I could st- I'm in control of my commitments. But when you surrender, you give up control. When someone, when someone, if someone were to walk, you would be, you know, coming out of a store and someone put a gun to your back and says, okay, put your hands up. All of a sudden, guess what? You might not want to, but you lost control, right? That pistol on your back is like, oh, amen. Yes, hands, hands are high. What else do you need me to do, right? And what you've done is you surrender. You said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll do what you want me to do. And so what, I'm, what all means is this, is God's saying, I want your all. I want you to let go of control, and I want you to give me all. Would you stand with me? Here's a challenge. We've just taken a journey through all the love languages, but here's a challenge and a question. I've got a question for you that you've got to answer. Here it is. Will you give God all? Will you give him all? And, you know, like, I'm talking about all of you. I'm talking about, you know, uh, your financial life. I'm talking about your work life, your school life, your college life. I'm talking about your married life, your single life, your sex life, everything about you. Will you give it to him? And, you know, when I ask that question, every, I think everybody in here says, I want to, but I'm scared to. I'm scared to make the commitment. You know why we're scared to make the commitment? Because we're afraid we're going to let God down, right? We're like, Lord, I... If I, if I say I'm going to give my all, but I know inside of me that I struggle with that, here's the deal. That's okay. God can never help you until you surrender. And the first part of that is just verbalizing. Say, God, I just want you to know, I give all of me to you. I give all of me to you. Lord, you know that I'm going to struggle and that I'm, I'm probably going to mess up, but I, I just give all of me to you. And then when you do that, you invite his power to come in and do what you cannot do. And the thing that you feel like that you, you can't give up, he will help you because you'll get better. So I want you to say this with me. I want you to say this. God, I give all of me to you. Let's say it together. Ready? Come on. God, I give all of me to you. Let's say it again. You ready? God, I give all of me to you. One more time. God, I give all of me to you. Now, another way we say that is this. Let's say, I surrender. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. I surrender. Would you just close your eyes? I surrender. Come on, say it again. I surrender. One more time. I surrender. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.